Home isn't just a place, it's a state of mind. Like curling up in a comfy chair as you watch the world go by. Good afternoon. Which is why at Delta, our people do our best to make you feel at home long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like whenever it's the holidays, while we're in it, like I'm in the best mood, you know, like Thanksgiving's over and I'm just like, oh my God, it's Christmas. This is the best. I wish this could be this way all this year. Wow, that's not a sense. I wish this could be this way all year. I'm in the, it just feels so great. And then there's that like kind of damp slowdown time between Christmas and New Year's. And toward the end, like up till New Year, I'm like, you know what? I guess I'm done with Christmas. Like it runs its course. I'm not like, no, Christmas, don't go. Hello? I'm, <laughs> I'm just thinking about the fact that I think I just heard thunder. Well, you don't have any seasons where you are. That's not true. It is very rain. I, whatever. You know what I'm so over is the like weather wars. Like it does not matter where you're from. Your skin is still chilly at 50 degrees. It just is. It what? is. I don't think it's not. I just think it's weird. Like the way that we perceive the holidays is so different. Yes. You have like a real, I mean, oh yeah. And it is chilly here, but I don't know. It's like a cozy time. However, I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to clean out these lights and get back to wearing bikini tops and looking fierce. Right, mamas? You're done with it. Fierce fit. I just like, you can only be cozy and eat sugar for so long before you're like, this is not, this is not great. This is not great. It sounds like fun. Whatever. I cannot wait to talk about the weirdness that was my Christmas and it will be filed under the bottom of the cob. Um, I, I don't even want to hint at it because if anybody follows me, you'll notice like, oh, wow, Eliza really didn't post anything for Christmas or... <laughs> Really, for a ton for the whole holiday. What happened? I like how you say it like you're a go-to Christmas influencer. People were waiting. They're like, we hope our favorite Jewish comedian posts about Christmas soon. <laughs> I mean, look, I really love Christmas. That being said, I think we have such a problem with excess in this country. I follow a lot of like sustainability accounts and they're like, don't buy something, make something. And I'm like, yeah, but if you have some money, people will think you're cheap. If you're like, I made you a collage, like they will hate you. And so it's like that fine line of like, what's cheap versus sentimental. But like, I spent a lot of my time on Instagram reels, not making them as much as looking at them because it's a safe place for millennials <laughs> versus the cannibalistic landscape that is TikTok. Um, P- 
people love like, hey guys, my top three finds at Costco. Hey, you guys, look, there's these new coolers back at Target. Make sure you load up on stainless steel Stanley coolers because you need to hydrate yourself while you're going to Starbucks. Like, look at these mini breeze, six decorating ideas that are all made of plastic. Like millennials just want cheap decorations from Kohl's, low lift rides to get coffee. Like, I think we might be the lamest generation. <laughs> like the softest, like cheap, like as much as we're like, save the planet. Like I look at, and I don't clap. As an elder, I'm looking at the younger millennials. Everything's just like, here are five quick and easy things I can do with cheese this holiday season. <laughs> and I, I spray my whole house with non-reusable plastic bits and then they go right in the garbage. You can take a whole dolphin and you can just cut off its legs and you can eat those legs with Trader Joe's salsa. If a dolphin had legs, I, I don't think I'd eat them. Something's wrong. Someone would. Anyways, I just, um, everything's just like eight cozy ideas for your Christmas lights with your husband and you both have a pit mix and you live in a gargantuan apartment in Atlanta and you have <laughs> hair extensions and he does personal training. Like that is what Instagram is. Like, hi, we're the Hatleys, and we live in Baconsville, Georgia. We have three kids and 8,000 acres, and I love refurbishing my barn. Oh, and they have cowboy boots and a flannel shirt. Christ first. They are Christ yep. first. All right, well, you guys got questions, and um, we got your answers. You know, I listen back to this podcast, and I always try to give sound advice, but, you know, we got to keep it funny especially going to this new year. Lucky to have a podcast, lucky to have fans. We got a lot of listeners from all over the world. So I'm very cozy here on this rainy day in Los Angeles. It's this, this weird between time betwixt Christmas and New Year's. Well, I guess this will come out. This is 2023. Uh, yo, <laughs> welcome to the future. Hey, you guys, here's six quick and easy fix tips for 2023, how to get the most out of your <laughs> gel art on your manicure. Hey, come watch me fill these orders where I put edible plastic into more plastic and you can patronize my small business. Little do I know I'm hemorrhaging money because I put a handwritten note and a sticker in every order. <laughs> People are so dumb. All right. Okay. Hi, Eliza. Emily. Okay. But I cannot wait to get to my bottom of the cob, which we should allot more time so I can give you the full story. So let's make it like a full 10 minutes. Oh, I was going to say 15. I'll, I'll, I'll start trying to wind us down about 15. We'll see. Oh, that's right, because you have to go also. All right, well, 15's fine. <laughs> Wind it down. Hi, Eliza, Emily, Baby Pink, Tree Frog, and Tino Chino. Now that this year's holiday season is over, I have a question for you about mm. setting boundaries for next year's holidays. Oh, you got to get started. You got to start drawing them now. I respect that. My boyfriend and I have been together for three years, and I have attended his family's Christmas for all three years. My family is further away. They care less about Christmas than his family does, and they get a summer visit or a Thanksgiving from me slash us. Historically, something goes wrong every Christmas. 2020, we all got COVID. 2021, food poisoning. 2022, a disgusting stomach bug. Would it be dramatic or would it be setting appropriate boundaries to strongly advocate for having a Christmas just the two of us in a cabin in the woods somewhere next year? I know we're far from next year's holiday season, but I'm feeling majorly burned out by this year. And looking back on the last several years of Christmas misadventures with his chaotic family, an adjective he frequently uses as well, I just need a quiet, cozy, uneventful Christmas. One of his brothers and sisters-in-law have skipped out on Christmas in 2020 and 2022 because he is either working, ER doctor, or doesn't want to bring or contract COVID. So this wouldn't be the first sibling to skip out. 
Do you think it's valid or should I just suck it up because shit happens sometimes literally when you're dealing with a big family gathering? Thanks in advance. This is her husband or boyfriend? Her uh, boyfriend, been together three years. She's done three Christmases with his family and it sounds like they don't have good, safe food prep and mask wearing skills in their home. Well, here's the thing. Treat it like you're going to Mexico. Bring your own (laughs) bottled water. Only eat things that are cooked. You know, are are you sure you're not the one bringing the communicable disease? Are these unhygienic people? Like, what's the common thread here? And and, and was it like COVID? That's not their fault. Like, everybody got it. And the, the things that you're talking about are things that like do run through our country. Like on Thanksgiving, my stepdad got a 24 hour stomach bug. So did Jody's parents. Like, some things can't be helped. I think it's like a little unfair unless these people are like doing risky things like, hey, we're all out the night before eating greens, eating unwashed greens we found on the floor. I I think it's really up to him to, you know, like to be like, how much do you want to do this? And also like, is he the only sibling? No. Are you taking him away? Because it will come down that you were like, this bitch girlfriend that's like, I want a cozy cabin where I don't have diarrhea. The brother doesn't go because he's an ER doctor. I mean, here's the thing. Are you, Would you have fun if everybody wasn't having liquids come out of both ends? Because that's a weird fluke. Now, if you go a fourth time and they infect you with a disease a fourth time, they're toxic physically, literally. I mean, who knows what the disease of the day is going to be next year around this time. But like, again, the things that you're talking about are things that are like largely unpreventable, like a stomach bug, like who knows how you get that. So I think, I think you go one more time and if all hell breaks loose again, then you're like, this family's cursed. And, And I bet you it wasn't everyone. And also like the holidays are supposed to be awful. What do you think? You're just going to get a free present and a turkey and get out unscathed? I don't think no, so. No, you got to pay with your, with your inner. You got to pay with your b-hole. <laughs> yeah, you got to. I vote go again, but also like ask him. Be like, is this important to you? Because this might be the only time he sees his family. He's probably feeling really bad that he's not an ER doctor. Or, I mean, what does he do? Maybe he does something important. Probably not as important. ER doctor really can't get sick unless your husband like, I don't know, like works in childcare or disarms bombs and you got to like not be sniffly. I don't know. Could they go for just like the couple days Boyfriend. before Christmas, then right after Christmas, get a break away to a cabin for New Year's to recuperate from all the lost fluids? Or get really sick right before. That way you have immunity and then walk in there like nobody touches me, like in a virtual hazmat suit. Perfect. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already 
stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Okay, also because we are now taking questions via email as well, we take them via Instagram DM and email and Twitter DM. The email is askelizapodcast at gmail.com. That is not an excuse. Don't abuse it. That is not an excuse yeah. to write a novel. Please still write something you would want to hear read, but it allows us to follow up on uh, on things better. And now that we have emails, we have email uh, subjects, subject lines, and this really got me. The subject follow line. Up. We got no, this is a new email, but it has a subject line of, my sister-in-law uses her baby to bully me. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, Eliza. I'm ready for a bully baby. <laughs> you can call me Raina. I have a problem with my relationship with my sister-in-law. Let's call her Bethany. You can call me Queen. Anyways, <laughs> here's my problem. 
Sister, All right, Raina. Sister-in-law, Bethany. We've known each other for 10 years since I was 16 and she was 18. She and my brother are the same age. Since the very first moment we met, I've put a conscious effort into being a friend to her and trying to make her feel welcomed. In return, she has ignored me, excluded me, made me feel less, and constantly verbalizes her favoritism for my little sister. My little, my sister, let's call her Rachel, was 12 when they met, and Bethany always fondly talks about how she watched Rachel grow up. I mean, 16-year-olds aren't that fun. Bethany and my brother got married and had a son <laughs> two years ago, the first and, as of yet, only grandchild in the family. Again, I made it a point to reach out to Bethany and not just talk to her about the baby. However, she now uses the baby to further exclude me and show favoritism to my sister. I don't want this to bother me, but it does. It hurts my feelings when she constantly says, Rachel is the baby's favorite aunt. The baby loves Rachel. Everyone else is chopped liver. The baby doesn't have a favorite. He's a baby. For the record, there are five aunts, and she says this in front of all of them, too. Bethany is known in our family for her lack of tactfulness. We won't make eye contact, and we'll just stare at her phone when you're trying to talk to her. She's not autistic complains about everything and everyone, but anything said to her that is contrary to her own opinion is met with extreme defensiveness. She's really good at making you feel big or small. I feel like she acts the way she does to get people to chase her approval. I don't even want to be her friend anymore, but she's not going anywhere. I want to keep my relationship with my brother, the baby, and any other future kids, but how do you recommend I deal with Bethany? First of all, are you hot and is she ugly? Ooh. Like, is that like the one thing she has over you? It was like, now I get to do this because you're a hot queen and I'm an ugly surf. Let's say you're all normal looking. Um, I mean, you're writing this whole question. You're like, I don't even want to be her friend. Then don't. And honestly, people say that kind of stuff. I have to be honest. Like even our nanny, when Noah comes in the room, will be like about the baby, like, oh, there's her favorite person. And I'm like... This has less to do with me and more to do with like the way you see male-female dynamics and wife and dad and mom and husband and your own relationships, you know? And like it kind of was my feelings, but also I'm like, yeah, I could see why like a male energy is like attractive to a baby. Um, Also, like I'm the fun one, so whatever. Um, I feel like the next time she, because p- parents do that, they're like, you're the, f- you're the favorite, you know? Maybe she feels bad. Is your little sister, like, is she always going out of her way because your little sister's kind of ugly or weird? I'm just saying, like, maybe she's doing that. But if this girl, she sounds insecure, to be honest. And this might just be her weird little game. The next time she's like, oh, there's Rachel, the favorite. Just be like, cool, thanks. Just say it. <laughs> be like, cool, thanks. I... I just am not surprised. This the this girl, Bethany, was 18 when they met. Our question asked her was 16. When you're an 18-year-old, who wants to talk to a 16-year-old? Like, a 12-year-old is like, oh, I can teach her things. A 16-year-old, you're like, oh, you're too, what if you want to hang out with me? Like, you were just set up for bad dynamics from the start. But I also feel like there's this version where she maybe is like, okay, I don't need your approval or I'm threatened by you. Yeah. Whatever it was, it doesn't matter now because you're older and— She's doing this and your whole thing is, yo, I've always tried to be cool to you and you've always treated me like I'm not. So you just have to decide she's insecure. She's probably stressed, whatever. Call it out when she's like her favorite. Just be like, is that supposed to make us feel bad? Or are you like trying to be funny? Or just, I'm I'm serious. Just be like, cool, thanks. Mm -hmm. And let her like squirm in that. But the less you seek her approval and the more you sort of put her in the box of like, wow, this is an insecure child, the less you're going to care. She's playing like these very immature, like teenager games. 
and she's treating you like in her mind, you are that 16 year old and that little girl is still that 12 year old yeah. and you are wanting her approval. You were nice to her because you were hoping she would be like, wow, thank you for welcoming me into your family. And she's like, uh, I'm fucking your brother. <laughs> so I don't really need your approval. So just, you can just chill, just be like, yeah, I guess she's just not that into me. Let her come to you like an animal. Yeah. Let her come to you. Never <laughs> say anything to your brother. Listen to me. Never say anything and just treat her like a kid. And when it'll be like, hey, you know, she she said that you don't like her. Be like, I've never said anything. Make it like it's all in her head and let her slowly start to seek your approval. Gaslight her. I, right back. I just love the idea that I think this girl is just a mean girl, but I love the idea that she was sitting there when she got pregnant like, Haha, now I can say the baby loves Rachel Buzz too. This baby is a pawn you know you in my games. Uh, the next time you guys are all hanging up, be like, who wants to go take shots and go for a walk? And she'll be like, I want to go. Be like, oh, you can't. You've got your baby. <laughs> do things that like moms can't. And she'll be like, hey, who wants to go at nine o'clock at night? Who wants to go do something fun? Oh, you can't. Uh, this is all her and her insecurity. I bet you she doesn't come from a great family. Other than that though, I think we're good. Just write her off. Start to see her as this teenager that she's stuck as. Mm -hmm. People do these things to feel better. Oh, that's her. That has nothing to do with you as much as she's trying to pit you guys against each other because she's hoping you all be like, oh, we're going to all try to be your baby's favorite. Baby doesn't know what's going on. Like your baby takes a shit and then like laughs when you have to clean it up. Babies don't know what's going on. So I would just, the more she does that, let her push you farther away and be like, dude, I don't know. Like you just always just write her off. And she will eventually come crawl. Like, she'll be like, why am I not getting this attention? Why are you not trying? You'll be like, I don't know. You're, this is exhausting. <laughs> oh, this. Just take any bit of that. Yeah. Fight this mean baby. But I'm serious. When she's like, that's the favorite aunt. Be like, cool. Well, I'll just go wait in the car. I guess I get my presents back. <laughs> Hi, Liza, Emily, gang. I'm a 34-year-old female, the friend, calling her Kate. Wait, can I say one more thing? Because it's going to bother me. Yep. By saying like, oh, this is the favorite. It's her way of being like, she's also my favorite. And you guys should all be trying to curry favor with me, like to get to get my attention. And I'm using this baby as like a divining rod. So just opt out. Be like, all right, well, me and the other hideous witches are going to go hang out outside. <laughs> like, that's the favorite. Great. Be the favorite. But also like... Don't take it out on the kid and just know that this woman's got insecurities. Ooh, and when the baby Queen. grows up, the baby will have, when the baby is old enough to have a favorite, it'll have a favorite and mom can't pick that for her. You know what you do? I did this with a relative. Right before they go to college, slip them a lot of money and be like, don't tell anyone. <laughs> and they'll be your favorite forever. <laughs> yeah, so start right. start that, that fund to make that baby like you in 18 years. Yeah, slip them cookies under the table where you keep babies, you know, under the table. <laughs> Hi, Eliza, Emily, and gang. I'm a 34-year-old female with a friend calling her Kate that is 28. While I do consider her a good friend, there is a slight age gap, six years, which normally isn't a big deal, but I include for context. Well, are you six years older? We met each other through mutual college friends, so we didn't share those party goblin college nights together, but I've always considered her a friend. She's getting married this summer, and I was invited to her bachelorette. I told Kate's friend, who was orchestrating the bachelorette, that I couldn't come because I'm also getting married this fall, so all my money and time off is going toward that, but that I was very much looking forward to Kate's wedding. Turns out, Kate's wedding shares the same date as my brother's best friend since high school, Greg, that I'm also invited to. My first... Oi. 
My, I'm just saying, oi. Oh, I thought you said wait. <laughs> no, sorry. Sounds the same. <laughs> my first reaction was to decline Greg's wedding invitation since Kate is my direct friend while he is a friend through my brother and Greg's best man. But my fiance asked, shouldn't we go to Greg's since we see him more often? It'd be weird to miss his when we're closer to him. My fiance is right. Kate lives states away from me. I've never even yeah. met her soon-to-be husband. We only really talk yeah. or get together when our group of college friends get together. But I'm torn. To add more confusion to the decision, Kate is invited to my bachelorette and wedding. Doesn't it look weird to miss all of Kate's wedding-related things, but then ask her to come to nope. mine? Should I reconsider going no. to Kate's bachelorette as a way of showing effort if we decide to go to Greg's wedding? Help. Love your work, Eliza. Thanks for the insight. Okay. Your fiance is right. Greg is more a part of your life. If all things were equal, I'd be like, you just got to decide what's more important to you. But this friend Kate doesn't sound like, I, I do have a friend similar to this. Some friends you just see once a year. Some friends you love so much, you'll share some texts, but you are not in each other's lives. And this is a lot of time and money and uh, a lot of time from important moments committed to this. And the only reason that you're doing any of this is because you think it seems to be the right thing. Mm. Um, if they were both down the street and you had to pick, it might be different. Do the one for the person that you think you're going to see more um, and call her and be like, if you guys are this close, be like, here's my dilemma. Uh, be like, I need to go to Greg's wedding. I love you so much. I totally, I, you are invited to all my things. I understand if you can't, but I just want to lay this all out there. Cause she might be like, no, I have the time. I would love to go. Or yeah, I really can't call her. Just call her and say all this because a real friend would be like, dude, I get it. Let's just both go get married and I will see you at the reunion. That's it. That's it. You should not have to go out of obligation. The idea should be celebrating and fun. Not, well, she went to mine and I went to this. So I should have to, that's not what this is. And then you're going to do all this and you won't even be friends in like five years because you really don't have a lot connecting you. So that's it. Yeah. She should understand. I also think you have a good case in that Greg invited you for, you already said, you can say you already said yes to Greg's wedding. You can't back out. And, you know, you don't, you wouldn't be like, no, never mind. Sorry, someone else I barely talked to invited me to theirs. <laughs> Yeah, like these are just things that are happening. It's all happening at the same time. And a real, if she doesn't understand, great. Then you definitely made the right choice. Yeah. No, call her. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Hi, AI crew, long time listener. First time question asker. I loved, I loved when you explained long time first time to your dad last week. He had never heard it before. <laughs> it's, I feel like it's a radio term. Yeah. Long time listener, first time caller. But yeah. Yeah. Long time, first time, extra abbreviated. Sometimes people put LTFT. That's, I don't know what that is. I, 38 female, <laughs> have a friend who sends baked goods to me and my husband for the holidays every year. While it is a lovely That's sentiment, cute. she sends the same three to four items. And to be honest, neither me nor my husband really enjoy them. We actually tend to oh, throw no. most of it out. The baked items have ingredients we don't like or they are just too sweet for our tastes. We always say thank you, but we haven't been able to admit that we would rather not get these baked goods. Should we tell the friend how we really feel about getting these baked goods? Is it rude to ask for something else? Additional context. We are not super close to this friend, but she is the person who introduced me and my husband to each other. So we feel obligated to keep her in our lives, even if only with the occasional phone call. She also does not have a lot of money and baked treats are her way of providing gifts to multiple people during the holidays. I get it. I do the same thing, but I test new recipes while keeping a few old ones to spice things up every year. 
Thanks. Um, you definitely cannot request something else. That's awful. Um, it is great that she introduced you guys, but that doesn't actually matter. Mm-hmm. Like there's no reason. It, and it doesn't cost you anything to say hi. It also costs you nothing to receive those baked goods. If it really bothers you, you can say, hey, um, I just want to give you a heads up. What's going to suck is if you ask, if you like are nice about it and you're like, we don't really, we're not really doing sugar. And she's like, I wasn't giving you a gift anyway. But if she does it without, this might be a thing that she enjoys doing. Sometimes it is just about giving it. Is it a big deal if you give it to a neighbor? Is it a, like we have, you know, is is that a big deal? And if it really is, you can always, if you really don't want her, I think you don't really want her in your life, to be honest. But is it a big deal if you reach out? I guess if you never talked to her, it's a little weird. It'd be like, hey, you make all of your beautiful, don't say delicious because they're not, your beautiful baked goods every year. Um, we're going to be out of town. You know, is she just dropping them, you, just, you know, on your doorstep? Does she give them to you in person? We're going to be out of town or we're really not doing sugar this year. And I'm only giving the heads up because I definitely don't want to waste them. I know how much time and effort you put in. Yeah. That's it. And if she gets weird, then then great. You're seeing her even less. But nobody wants to put time and effort into something if somebody doesn't want it. And a normal person would be like, okay, I hear you. Well, happy holidays. Yeah. Or just give them to someone else. But- don't put too much thought into this and definitely don't ask for something else because then you're even more bonded. Like, because she'll give you something. Like, Here is my snail cookies with real bits of snail shell, just like you requested, you know, alternative bug meat. <laughs> now we're bonded. Hey guys, let me come over and talk about the time you requested snail meat. <laughs> so you don't want further reasons to hang out with her and talk to her. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, podcast gang, I know I'm late, but I have a holiday related question. My van- Wait, one more. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you move on so fast. Or the excuse that everybody has to accept, I have long COVID and I can't taste <gasps> how terrible your cookies are. And it hurts my feelings because as I'm eating them, I'm reminded of how how good baked goods used to be or could be. I have long COVID. Please don't call me. The long COVID is actually so good to say you've lost your sense of taste and you don't want her to waste them go. on you. That's actually really there good. Go. And she'll be like, well, then just have it anyway. And then you'd be like, it tastes like blood. Please don't. <laughs> we moved. We moved and my husband died. <laughs> I'm not here. I died too. <laughs> uh, that's a phone hung up. Okay. Hey, bye guys, gang. I know I'm late, but I have a holiday related question. Yes. My family's getting older. My parents are close to retirement and my brother and I are 26 and 24 with stable jobs. So receiving presents is losing its luster. Does Eliza have any ideas for new Christmas slash holiday activities or traditions we can do besides opening gifts? Any ideas are much appreciated. Love to you all. Julia. What? No, why would I? I don't even do anything. Instead of gifts, Christmas. you know, it's experiences. What are fun family experiences? What you guys all went to well, the Why don't mall. you just become Jewish and just go for Chinese food and go see a movie? Like every Jew does. You could do that. You could go on a nice family hike. Hmm. You could go to the beach when it's cold. That's kind of fun to do. You could do like a fun family Christmas bar crawl or make fun drinks. You could play charades. You could do truth or dare. Uh, you could cook a meal together. You can all tell scary stories. Christmas horror is like its own genre. That is true. I just gave you a bunch of things. What do you want from me? I like the family hike. Pick some. Pick something because it won't be crowded. Pick like a cool trail or something. Or do a, like a 5K. Or you could all go volunteer at like a soup kitchen. Mm. Like a charity thing. Yeah. We did that one year. 
we did soup kitchen. We did giving out, we helped hand out gifts to underprivileged kids. And it was the biggest waste of time and resources because we could have done so much more. And they're like, yeah, you just need to like hand each gift to a kid. I'm like, there's no reason that you need me to do this. Like, I was like, I'm here to paint or build something. They're like, if you could just hand a couple gifts and then you guys can go. And I'm like, cool. What do you mean hand it? It was like, you take each kid, they come into this like big room and you walk them over to one of two tables and you like, they pick out the gift and you take it and then you hand it to them as they leave. And I was like, okay, or just tell the parents. Well, I don't know. It just felt like a big hand job for celebrities. Yeah, I mean, I a lot know. of it is, a lot of the available charity stuff for celebrities in LA, especially is just like weird made up non things just to say. Or like when you contact like an environmental charity, like I follow a lot of accounts. I'll be like, how can I help? Like, do you guys have a beach cleanup? Is there something? They're like, you can just repost what we have. And I'm like, I'm not your mouthpiece. Like, okay. But like, I'm like ready, willing, and able. And it's like, you can just sit tight and keep being you, <laughs> champ. <laughs> while sharks die. You just feel like, what can I do? They're like, well, you just keep on believing, little buddy. <laughs> Leave the cleaning up to the nonprofits. And you can just rot. All right, I'm making this way too personal. Anyways, <laughs> you could do some charity. Okay. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch. 
B-O-L-L-A-N-D branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello to Eliza and crew. I was asked a very interesting question the other day and thought you guys might enjoy pondering it as well. I've been asking friends when I get the chance and the answers are all really interesting. The question is, what selfish thing would you do if it would not negatively affect anyone else? For me, it is definitely travel the world full time. As I have a full-time job at our zoo, a husband and two children, this would affect many elements of my life. My husband's is to simply rest. Much like in your newest special, he just wants to be dead for a week and wake up actually feeling rested. While I can't travel full-time or put my husband into a medically-induced coma for a week, these answers have provided some insight into our backburner dreams. So... If you could do anything that wouldn't affect anyone negatively, what would you want to do? I hate this question. (laughs) Because I, what? Oh, the question, hey, actually, come here, Noah. The question is, if you could do something that wouldn't negatively affect anyone that was 100% selfish, what would you do? So this woman, like her husband's like, I would just sleep. And this woman's like, I would travel the world. Like if it wouldn't negatively infect, (laughs) impact your kids. But I don't, Noah says, I think it's just called being single. Yes, but so I would be single. I would be single. Thank you. If it, if you'd be cool with it, and I would just be out there sipping on dudes, Ugh. getting free crab, eating lobsters. Yeah, that's a that's a tough that's a tough thing to ask because it implies in the first place that you are so constrained that you don't have the freedom to do these things, and I happen to have that freedom. Um, what? Yeah, mine's called every Friday night that you're out of town and I uh, eat pasta and uh, eat like a quarter of a weed gummy, watch a movie and go to bed at 9.30. <laughs> That's what he would do. I don't, I, I'd like to think I kind of live a life that I already enjoy doing. I don't think, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Emily, do you have an answer? I would also just go to sleep. I mean, the problem is, yeah, I guess my, um, I would pursue the question less as, not selfish and just like it wouldn't, I could do, I could get away with it. I don't need to work to live because I think the selfishness factors into the fact that like you have kids, you have a spouse, you have somebody that's relying on you to not sleep for eight years. Okay, if I, I would remove the selfish thing because I I would remove the part where it's like, it wouldn't negatively impact anyone because anything that I would want to do that would feel good, that is mean would negatively impact people. Like to finally sound off on like other celebrities that I don't like or trolls or like really getting my opinion out there like would hurt a lot of people's feelings. So I would enjoy that, but I don't because I'm a person and it would impact. So if I can't negatively impact other people, then it's no fun. Well, I I think about the fact there's that like, I think it was a short story first, but then it was also a movie with Cameron Diaz where it's like, if you have a button or a box, whatever, you hit the button and you get a million dollars, but somewhere someone dies, like, what do you do? I'd be like, I'd hit the button. So yeah. I don't, yeah, hit the button. People are the problem. People is. are dying anyway. It was like during, at the beginning of COVID when they're like, people are cutting in line. It's like, they're throwing away vaccines every day. Who fucking cares? Just get your vaccine. Yeah, it's they're throwing away thousands of these a day. There's no line. Um, so I guess there's that. I guess if, it, if if my daughter, I don't know, I might become like an EDM DJ singer and like live in Ibiza, Ibiza. That is your dream. And just, yeah, I think that would be it. Or yeah. <laughs> Did you hear what she said? No, what do you say? 
He said you could name your cats Rizzoli and Isles. <laughs> I thought of him, by the way, when I picked that. I did think. She says she thought of you. When he says Rizzolian. When. The Rizzolian Isles. Oh, I think. Because he talks about the Rizzoli. Okay, this is becoming not a podcast <laughs> as much as just a three-way phone call. I, I, it's a um, telephone between me and Noah. <laughs> I will. Well, oh God, we, I haven't gotten to my bottom of the cob. During my bottom of the cob, I would have had a very different answer. So we'll get into it when we get to it. Okay. Because I have a crazy bottom of the cob. Okay. Keep teasing it. It is a power bottom of the cob. Okay. All right. So we have a question that comes with, oh my God, DMs. Okay. I might get beat up for being friendly to a coworker. Her boyfriend messaged me from her Facebook accusing me of wanting to get with her. Her and I both Oof. smoke weed. Recently, her mom bought me some goodies. I was going to return the favor and simply message my coworker, yo, I have a joint. What time are you coming in? Clearly not making any pass at her. Background on them. He's an alcoholic who used to work with us as well. Oh quit because she broke up with him. And for months, I'd listen to her complain slash cry about him because of how shitty he acts when he drinks. I guess they got back together. He's also in his mid-40s. She's mid-30s. Me, 29. I'm not really sure how to handle the situation. I have not talked to my coworker about what happened. Now, hold on, Eliza. I'm going to read you the messages. But do I bring it up to my boss or ride out and see what happens? Currently walk around with pepper spray. Because you're high at work. Well, okay. This is really harshing my buzz when I'm operating this forklift. So so if you could. (laughs) So he messaged, yo, I have a joint. What time are you going in? At a very respectable 2.20 a.m. At 3.57 p.m., he gets a message that says, yeah, this is bro, is my mother fucking, but he put asterisks after the F, even though he's typing himself, mother, very cool wife, and I appreciate if you don't talk to her anymore before I break your face, and you said you got a joint for her or something, dude, what the fuck is your problem? You can contact me, go look up full name of a man on Facebook. Me and you could talk one-on-one, B asterisk, 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 where I got to come up to the job. You got to, you figure it out. And then let's see. Why did you want to F offer my girl a joint, bro? Just answer that F question. Do not communicate with my girl other than work. Otherwise there's going to be some F issues. Why are you talking to my B like you're trying to get with her, bro? Are you crazy? Are you trying to get with her, bro? I, the only, okay, the only thing in this, the only red flag that raises for me in this of our question asker, overall, I think he's innocent, but the fact that he says, for months, I'd listen to her complain slash cry about him. I guess they got back together. I read that as loaded, but it might not be. First of all, congratulations to you for being one of our few heterosexual (laughs) young men Listeners, and for writing in. So I do want to make you feel welcome and safe. I also want to let you know that on this podcast, I encourage transparency and context. Part of me feels like you do like her because men don't tend to listen to women fetch about things, particularly other men, unless you're trying to get in there, which is okay. It's okay to have feelings for a coworker. It's okay to like kind of hope to be there, hoping she'll see you're a good guy. Um, what's not okay is that this girl makes really bad choices. And now, first of all, like he he could have stolen her passwords, but who knows what she said to him about you? Like, you don't know how you're being represented. You don't want to be used. You don't want to be a pawn in this. Um, if you like her, I think you need to like separate the separate those two and for your own safety, just kind of be like, I do like you, but I need to take a step back. Let's say you don't like her. 
let's say you truly don't and you're just a stoner and you were up, watch like on fucking 4chan or something and you were up on Discord. Um, I know, I mean, I go to bed late sometimes. So you just text her. That's not a problem. <coughs> the issue is that this girl is letting this guy run his her life and it must impact your respect for her. Are they dating or is it, he says is my wife. I, yeah, it's, uh, our question asker is like, they broke up. I guess they got back together. I think this, co- I think the crazy guy is just like, hey man, that's my wife, back yeah. off. Even if they're not actually yeah. married. No, she, she's stuck with this awful guy. I, if you really like her, you almost don't want to tell her because who knows She'll see what it in she's going to say to this. Not even that, even if you said it to her at work, you don't know. She goes home and this guy's yelling at her and she's like, well, can it work? Thinks I'm great. And then this guy's going to take it out on you. I would just distance yourself because let's say you don't like her. Look at how this guy's reacting. So if you do, it's going to get worse. You just need to like, you need some distance from this guy because he's a wild card. And I would not trust her to protect you. So like, that's cool that like you exchange or whatever, but this is more like you don't want to live your life like worried that some guy's going to like beat you up unless you're bigger than him. He's probably not going to do anything, but like you don't need this headache. No, I mean- Also like maybe just, maybe don't get stoned at work. Maybe- like, I, Some of us need our breakfast wraps done accurately. You know, Starbucks oh, has had a shortage of the peppermint juice. What am I supposed to do? And they've been out of the good breakfast sandwich. I had to get some weird one. We're standing- in the eye of the hurricane of the crumbling of our democracy. <laughs> Hi, Liza and crew. I have a question for you all. My boyfriend, male, 39, and I, female, 31, have been together for four years. We just moved in together this year, March. We know we do not want to get married or have kids. We love each other. Would it be appropriate that I get us promise rings or not? We know we see a future together, but I was not sure if promise rings will scare my boyfriend away since we both know we don't want to get married or have kids. Love the podcast. Sounds like you do want to get married. Because why have a ring? What are you promising? Mm -hmm. That you'll be together forever? May as well get the tax benefits. Mm -hmm. I think you do want to get married. So let's say you don't. Well, then why do you need the ring? Well, I think you need to get on the same page. I think you're wanting to mark this with something so you could take a trip. You know, it doesn't matter. You can get these rings and still not be together. So I think you need to get to the root of what it is you actually want and how you want to signify it. A promise ring fee- A promise ring is normally, I promise to get married to you. I I don't like the fact that this person is like scared that, so like, oh, what if it scares off the boyfriend? Then you're- yeah. What, what position that are means, you in communication-wise if you think that that'll scare him? That's a really good call, Emily. And I only hand out a couple of those every year and I miss that. You're right. Like, you should never be afraid of scaring off your, I almost say component, your <laughs> companion because of your commitment. Mm-hmm. That means you're not on the same page. And part of me deep down is wondering, are you going along with what they want because you just don't want to lose them? Mm-hmm. So I know that's not what you're asking, but I would take a hard look at all of that. Yeah. And remember, whatever you want is normal and the person that's perfect for you will want that exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's okay if you do want to get married or if you just want to be together, but you shouldn't be using the word scare off. I think you're curtailing your desires. Hey, Liza and crew. <laughs> I'm 39, female, and a Marine. 
Fuck yeah. <laughs> You've been married what? I've been married for 11 years to a wonderful man who I met while serving, and we both work in law enforcement. He is a veteran, and while I only deployed once, my experience was very different from his. He went through a lot, and I'm proud of him, but he's very upset about the outcome of a 20-year war where he spent almost two years of his life, Afghanistan. Recently, he got very upset when I mentioned how proud I was of him, began crying, then screaming, and threw framed photos from his deployment, not at me. He's never done anything like this before and has since apologized, but I'm still very upset and a bit traumatized. I work domestic violence cases, and I know these things can escalate, and they usually start with this sort of behavior. I love my husband, but the cop part of myself is now wary, asking myself what comes next. Am I paranoid? Is it possible for me to forgive and trust him again? P.S. Both of us have been to therapy for separate issues. We also have a five-year-old daughter. Okay, way above my pay grade. I am not an expert (laughs) in PTSD. Couples therapy, domestic violence. I think when you're dealing, I think a lot of our military share a similar sentiment. I, I know people that have been like, wow, I went to war in Afghanistan for what? Like what, you know, and of course those questions are answered in like a greater context and the answers are never going to be these like loving World War II patriotic kind of answers. Those those kind of answers are gone. Um, I don't know if they, I think he should go back into therapy just for him to work through that. I have no context for something like that. I don't know what that's like. I know what it's like to do a fucking 10 page audition to play opposite Francis McDormand and know <gasps> you're not going to get it no matter how hard you try. <laughs> and then they give it to someone like Rooney Mara and you're like, okay, so it was never going to be you audition cool. for women talking. <laughs> I did. And it was so long. And the whole audition, I was like, this is so embarrassing. I'm not qualified. And like, we all know I'm not going to get this. So I guess I totally understand what being deployed to Afghanistan for two years feels like because I'm like, come on, what was this for? <laughs> oh no. Okay. I, I, um, I don't know if Rudy Mara got my part, but it wasn't me. All right. Yeah, listen. Well, some, it was Rudy Mara or Claire Foy or Jesse Buckley that got your part. Right. So, you know, you know, my doppelgangers, <laughs> you know, how I'm like a classically trained British actor and all that stuff. Um, uh, I, I don't, I mean, look, it's possible someone just has an outburst and they're dealing with their own PTSD. I I just wonder if, if it might be worth them just to work through it. But of course somebody can do that and be angry and just have had a bad day and it doesn't have to be about domestic violence. And I think since you work in it, you're like spidey senses are tingling, but, and your sensors are up, but it sounds like this person just feels completely used and lost and I don't blame them. So maybe he should just talk about it some more. Yeah, the aggression means he needs to either be in therapy by himself, but I think probably you guys should do at least a couple of sessions together so you can you don't you you can give it from your perspective of what you experienced because maybe in a setting like that, if you talk about the reasons that that scared you, it will kind of yeah. Wake I'm him sure up he wouldn't want that. Yeah, and I think saying that to him because I don't think he wants you to feel that way, and then he'll be like, "Oh my god, this is my own thing." Mm-hmm. I think it'll make him sad to know that he scared you. Yeah but you got to say something. Yeah. Hello, Eliza. No, I mean, yeah. Okay. I'm ready to move on. Hello, Eliza and the crew. Huge fan of the show, but actually came across something I could really use your guidance on. I was cleaning out some old storage boxes and stumbled upon my high school sweetheart's high school class ring. Backstory. We dated on and off throughout high school and college. At some point, he gave me his class ring. Was it the best relationship? We were young and dramatic to say the least. I haven't spoken to him in 10 years, give or take. 
Since then, we've both grown up, now mid-30s, both married and have kids and live in different cities. When I found the ring, I did some simple social media slash Google searching. No more than three to five minutes. Don't worry, I didn't fall down a rabbit hole about it. It's been so long, but I'm wondering if it would be worth trying to connect with him on the best way to give it back. Keep it in the Xbox, throw it away. Thoughts? Thank you in advance. No. What? First of all, it's nickel. It's not like a precious gem or metal. These high school rings were so... God, I remember mine was such a big deal. Had to have it. I literally wore it once and I had like my birthstone in it. These things are cheap. You get them out of a gumball machine. The only reason to connect is if you're curious about something or you're, it doesn't feel clean. Like, why are you, give it back? What's he going to do with it? It's not an engagement ring. No, like, yeah, it's been over 10 years. He's not missing it. (laughs) Nobody cares. It'd be one thing if it was valuable. Or if it was like, hey, here's your that HVAC that you desperately needed so you can cool your house. <laughs> Do not, unless you have something genuine to say, did you leave? If, it'd be one thing if you need to like purge yourself with something like, hey, I was really shitty to you and I just have to say, but it doesn't sound like you need any closure. So uh, you definitely don't have to throw it away, but definitely do not give it back to him, psycho. Do not <laughs> give that back to him. Do not give back like a tinfoil ring that literally everyone has. Why? Put it back in the backseat box you found it in. (laughs) 10 years. You'll give yourself another 10 years. You'll be shocked how little you care. Mm. No. Why do you have time for this? No. Put it back in five years if it still bothers you, maybe then, but but don't. Or if there's like a 20 year reunion, go to that and be like, here you go. Oh, that would be so weird. You think that would be weird? I'd be like, oh, free gift. You're saying like it's got his name on it and you're like, I think you might want this. Nobody wants their high school ring. Like maybe if you're like Polk High football and you had four touchdowns in a single game and you were like in the paper, but chances are like he doesn't need a ring to remind him of like his Amsterdam International audition or like his chess club. I, I can't imagine anybody would want that. And I found, I've, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, since becoming a mom, I am shocked at how much wider the gap between who I am now and whatever I remember. I think COVID did this for a lot of people too. Like all the things and moments and people that you thought would mean something to you are a blur of watercolors. Mm-hmm. Like I recently just threw out so many pictures that I always thought I would hold on to. And I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Oh no, who those cares? boxes of sticky pictures you have where you would cut half of them <laughs> at strange angles. <laughs> so yeah, you don't. Unless there's something else going on you're not talking about, doesn't matter. If he had something, if he had something to say, you guys would have reached out. Yeah. And if you have something to say, reach out, but don't send him the ring. No. Let's do your bottom of the cob. Just a talk with a cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. Oh boy. Okay. It's no secret. I love Christmas and I look forward to this and it's nice wind down at 6 a.m., on Christmas Eve morning. So this would be December 24th. Noah wakes me up and says, Eliza, I have COVID. And I, having quarantined before and having gone through him, having hand, foot, and mouth, I like slip, slept, walked. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go in the other room. (laughs) Where you sleep. And it set into motion me being mommy and daddy uh, for Sierra, which by the way, like no reward given, no fucks given. No mom is like, oh wow, you took care of your child. 
But I will say, and our nanny, um, who has been with her since the day she was born, is on her much-deserved vacation. So there was only a small learning curve because I don't do all of the things at all the times because I have designed my life that way. But it was very out of the frying pan into the fire. Thankfully, Myrna has set in place several systems for my daughter. Like she has her routine, which is like etched in stone. She has her snack times, her bedtimes. Like she knows to open her mouth for her toothbrush. Like it was really cool for me as a parent to like see all the things that she has taught her. Like my daughter knows like it is nap time. It is like, you know, so that made it a little bit easier, but it just, it was really sad because Noah, I think just got so run down. And what's even weirder is like, our shower turns into a steam room. Like we took a steam together the day before and like kissed and I don't have COVID. Sierra didn't have COVID. Like we were like, you know, in in the bed with each other, all this stuff. So first you get nervous. So we get up at 8 a.m., pay $200 for a PCR test to make sure she doesn't have it. I don't have it. Running around like crazy. And you're trying to like manage this little baby. And I'm trying to like get in her groove with her and just be like, hey, I'm the one, you know, doing all this. Not that I don't take care of my daughter. So that was Christmas Eve. Eve. And then his, I have to be honest, it is crazy how like perfect things that up. His mom came over and they brought him tons of snacks. Like I couldn't go out uh, with the baby. She was, it was all during the day. They brought him a bunch of stuff, like sick stuff, but like she brought Sierra's Christmas presents over because we we're supposed to go there on Christmas morning. Yeah. And she brought the cookies that we always eat. So they were here for like an hour and Noah sat outside. So like, even though he felt awful, we got to have some form of that. And then his dad and stepmom, we were supposed to spend Christmas Eve with them. They came over the next day. They brought soup. Like, so we had versions of it. Christmas Eve was spent with me and my father because they were visiting. Uh, My stepmom went and slept at my stepsister's house. So it was just me and my dad, which I like didn't expect. I thought I'd be at my in-laws. Baby sleeping, Noah's sleeping. And I'm like, should we like talk or like (laughs) look at an album? Like my dad's never here. We watched Christmas Chronicles, which was awesome. And I think we ate some cheese. I don't know what we did, <laughs> but it was like a very bizarre. And so I will say this, while my bot, the exhaustion I felt, I already really respected moms and single moms. Like it was without any true experience with that. Like it was a given that I respect how hard being a mom is, but I'm really grateful for this experience that I had these five days where it's just been me and her doing everything to have a true context for the deep level of exhaustion that many women just function with. Now, granted, I have a an unorthodox job. Like my life is different. So this is, I know people will look at this like, oh, wow, you saw how tired moms can be. Look, I travel, I work. A lot of women choose to be stay-at-home moms and then you kind of get into a rhythm. But this was just kind of like out of nowhere. It's like, hey, you have to do everything, which is fine. And as exhausting as I was, I mean, exhausted as I was, like there was one point where I woke up. I I don't think in my life I've been that tired because you are just following this child around all day. And even when like it's constant and I put her in her playpen and I just laid down on the couch and I slept through her crying. (laughs) I was like, mommy just needs to rest. Like I just, I can't. I needed like an extra hour of sleep. But I got into a rhythm And as hard as it was, like, I'm really glad I had that time with her. Like these five days of quiet. And I think it was meant to be because I had nothing else. Like I had no projects to do. Nothing was, you know. And I really got to just connect with her in a way that I had been wanting to, but didn't know where I fit in because she has her nanny and I see her. I always give her her bath. 
So it was just special. And and I know that people are going to be like, oh, just, you, know, you got to just vacation and spend time. I'm so fucking over being on guard for the backlash. It was really special being her everything and having her totally exhaust me and getting to do that in a way that I just, my life is not set up for. Um, but that's why like there was no like Merry Christmas pictures. My husband was like fully COVIDed. I had been sleeping on a blow up mattress. There's another bed in our house and it's in her bedroom, but I thought it would be best if she slept alone. So I just slept on a blow up mattress in the office, of course, with Shanir, the Chinese dog. And slowly, you know, you take her for a coffee. You like learn how long she can stay out. She came with me to get a pedicure, but like it was a cozy time. This is and your the last bottom? time we had that. My bottom of the cob was that like these last five days have just been a blur of the only reason being a mother is minimized is because men don't do it. But it is nonstop cleaning, laundry, cooking, putting to sleep, diapers, doing it all again about three times, bed. And by the time the kid goes to bed, you're like, if I could just check my phone for a little before I fall asleep. So I don't know. It's a top and a bottom. We'll put it that way. Okay, so now going back to the question about, you said that the question about like, what would you do if you could be selfish? You said your answer would have been different a couple of days ago. Yeah, I guess you see how women are like, I just want to run away. Mm. Like you get it now because it is constant. And even when the, I have the best dog, like I have a great kid and even the best baby, you're like, this is exhausting. So it would probably be like the second he tested negative, I was like, great, I'm going with Jody to buy a plant. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so I think it would be just the ability to drop everything and go get a coffee and do normal things. So I can see how if you have kids and you are the one that's doing everything, how that question is much more exciting. If I could do anything with no negative, I'd take a private jet everywhere. If I could, if it had no negative impact, oh, that's what I would do. Oh, that's a good answer. There you go. Yeah, everywhere. Anyway, those are my things. That was my Christmas was my husband had COVID and uh, we've had to cancel. I canceled every show this week because I am, we're going to Iceland. You can't get sick. I can't get fucking SARS, rhinovirus, a cold last minute. I can't get COVID. So I canceled every show. We canceled our New Year's party. We canceled all the parties we were invited to. I look forward to this all year. Yeah. And it has just been me at home. And that's fine. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck everyone. Yeah. Okay, so that was kind of like my bottom and top. But if I had to pick a top of the cob, it would be this. Now, you're going you're gonna to grimace and wince. You're going to wince at this. But when my daughter, with her little body, which is quite lean, but she's still a little chubby baby, when she's sitting naked... And her little vagina's there. This is like a little chubby thing. I call her vagina her coin purse. <laughs> <laughs> a baby vagina is like chunkier than a grown woman vagina. And it just kind of sits there and it kind of droops down. It looks like a little, like the kind of coin purses. It was like little gold chainmail ones that like your grandma used to have. Well, like, it's her like coin Homer purse. Simpson's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a little bit like, it's like just this little, I'll take a picture of it and I'll send no, it to you. Oh, don't send that On a publicly shared Dropbox. Yeah, I'm going to. I'll Google coin birds. No, I get the, I get the vibe. I think it's just, I think the funniest. No, Google baby <laughs> vagina. And if that doesn't come out, Google young girl <laughs> vagina. No. And do it from like a public library. The fact that you're saying my baby is quite lean. <laughs> Like, well, because you think she is when she stands up, you're like, oh, you're a tall baby. Is she? What, what's her height? If you measured her, she's like 4'11. Is she still? She can dunk. Do you measure length or height 
for a babe. You measure length, but I will tell you this, she's in a car seat and her legs are like hanging off of it and she undid her buckle. So like, what do you, do I get a refund on this Nuna Pippa light car seat if my baby has daddy long legs and she undid the buckle <laughs> at fucking 11 months old? Coin purse! Make a break for it. All right, you go. Good luck topping any of that. Uh, My bottom is... I got a Christmas tree, so now I got to put it away. I got an artificial tree. Oh. Now I got to get, I just ordered a bag for it so I can put it in a bag and then put it under my house, I guess. But now I got to take all the ornaments off, put them away. Okay. <sighs> Leave the ornaments on and just sack it up. Listen, wrap it in a plastic bag, put a pair of men's shoes on the base of the tree and have those stick out at the end of the bag so it looks like a dead body. <laughs> and then just drag it around outside. Yeah. That's the time for Halloween. Uh, my top, I guess, is probably that I got two Near kittens. What are you going to say when people are like, didn't your cat just die? You know what? I was, I have such guilt surrounding it, part of me. And I've always been judgmental of people that immediately got a new mm. pet. I was always like, ugh. But after three weeks of an empty house and just bare yeah. cat trees, I was like, oh. I'm sure I'll connect with some at some point. And I would just scroll the apps whenever I was sad in bed. And so I was scrolling Christmas Eve morning, like sad. And these two were still there. And I was like, oh. And they were as close as close as you can get to just finding them because they were in a home, never been to the vet. Somebody just found their mom. So it's like they're wormy. And Are, are you loving them? I love them. Uh, but I'm, Aww. I'm, you know, you're not going to want to hear this based on how your five days have been. I haven't been sleeping because I wake up every hour and go, where are you? Are you both alive? Is everyone okay? Because I have this yeah. fear. They're both, one's 2.3 pounds and one's 2.7. And I have this fear that one's just going to drop dead. So I just like keep waking up and like doing a head count. I'm like, one, two, okay, two, got it. And like getting no, back so in get, bed. I mean, you you get being a mom. I mean, it's that's exactly basically the, gist the of it. same. Yeah, you get it. I think you and I are exactly the same. <laughs> um, I think, you know what? Honestly, like, I think people have less reverence for cats. I had a cat and I, I loved him very much. Caspi. Um, I had Catsby. But at the end of the day, like, this brings you joy. It doesn't diminish what you had with Gracie. They're here to fill a hole in your heart. Like, why suffer? It's not like your husband who died and the town will look on you poorly if you take up with a pirate. Like, yeah. do what you got to do. It's the holidays. And it's. I'm glad you have those little cats, those two lesbian cats uh, in your home <laughs> for Christmas. One is technically a boy. But yeah, it was... It's Wait, not. Are you saying technically? Because <laughs> it is like a boy. what's happening where it's like obscured. I mean, it's a boy. It is a boy. But I was kind of hoping when I went to the vet, they tell me actually they're both girls because I I've never had I, I don't I haven't had a boy cat and so I don't know what's going on there. But no, it's a boy. Okay, I feel like a lot of people just unfollowed this podcast. <laughs> Can I, I was tell you hoping the number for a of people girl. who messaged me and were like, well, when you start doing your new cat updates, Eliza's not gonna like those either. <laughs> Why don't you just check its penis? You're like, oh, get, like roll the dice. Like, show me penis. Show me vagina. <laughs> I don't want to look down there too much. I Dog private parts are very different. Tianfu's vagina is bizarre looking. But it's just out there. Like a dog flops over. It's There's just not out. hair down there. Like cats have hair all over. They don't have like a smooth hairless belly unless they're very sick. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, my dog is covered in dog hair. And we've also bonded extra. Because she waits in my, I li, I'm living like a divorced dad. 
Like I'm living like in a rat nest. Like my clothes are just over there. And like, I think I bathed, I think I washed my hair like once this week. But, uh, and I've just been home. A piece of you does like having your own little air mattress hideaway space. It's like a treehouse fort, right? I, can I tell you, I fucking love it. Yeah. I love, like Noah is, he's sick. Not that, not that <laughs> Noah like prohibits me from doing stuff, but like he's in there and I'm just like, up. I'm like, what do I want to do? It's nine o'clock. I guess I'll just check TikTok. Maybe I'll eat this whole bar of candy. Maybe I'll have a tangerine. Maybe I'll walk around the house. And I'm just like, it's like mom freedom. I'm like, I'll just sit in different rooms and, and the dog just follows me. I love it. It's like single gal living, but with none of the perks. When you first got on our, our Zoom on this, I thought you were calling in from the bathroom because you were at a different angle and I could only see part of your wallpaper. And I was like, wow, Eliza's yeah. just really hidden hidden herself away, squirreled herself away in the bathroom to record. But no, you're out and about. It's a sequel to, to Spirit Away. It's called Squirreled Away. And it's the story of me under six Pier 1 blankets <laughs> next to my dog drinking a coffee from eight hours Wait, ago. I do also have to tell you, honestly, a flannel and a heavy blanket is a very good look for you. It is like a very like northern, by the coast. Thank you. I approve. Can I tell you, we went out, like it was a big deal. We're like, we're taking the baby. I'm like, let's go to lunch. I draw, I bought some flowers for my friend's birthday. And I had this flannel that I bought in Vermont when I was doing my show there. And I bought it. It's like a Vermontonian flannel. <laughs> it does not look good on me. And I'm like, this is the day because it's cold here. So I put on a flannel. I hope you guys can imagine this. High-waisted black baggy pants, gold chain, white shirt. And I said, to, and I had like a beanie and I go, Noah, how does it look? He goes, great. And then you can go to a Mexican car show. <laughs> I was like, I do look like a chola. Uh, it's but it's not a bad, dope. it's not a bad look for you. Yeah, but it's not a good look. I, the flannel doesn't, it makes my shoulders look even broader than they are. Folks, <laughs> folks, see me in Iceland. Show me all Islandy. Kind of close, right? That is a very difficult language. Not so much to speak, but to master. I will be in Reykjavik at Haskolabio, which I'm positive I'm pronouncing wrong, January 10th. And then I'm coming to you, Straya, coming to Melbourne, February 1st uh, in Sydney on the 3rd. I got two shows there. And then Auckland, Aotearoa, New Zealand, February 7th. Then, of course, we've got a smattering of casinos like in uh, North Dakota. And then we got the win. Coming up in Las Vegas, that's the perfect belated Christmas present, March 10th and 11th. Then you can see me on my Florida-only tour. Uh, we've got the Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa, Hard Rock Live Orlando, a lot of Hard Rocks in the Hard Rock Live, Hollywood, Florida. These are all in March. And uh, then we're going to be announcing the fall tour coming up. So don't DM me. Be like, oh, what about Montpelier? What about Des Moines? Okay, I was just in Des Moines. Whatever your city is, if it's dope, it's going to be on this list. And if not, then I'll see you the next year. I'm only one person. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please, for the New Year's, start your New Year right. Pay your karma forward. Give us a like, a subscribe, share with a friend, post about it. Because we're doing this, it's mostly for my ego, but we're doing it for you. And Emily's there. <laughs> Happy New Year, you guys. We love you. Oh, happy new year. What is, where uh, are you from? Where you just like stare while someone's like, happy new year. You're like, I am because you, having it. You said, this is, uh, you come to listen to me and Emily's here too. So I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna be contributing any big statements. Like happy new year, any big. Yeah. Don't give them too much. 
keep it reserved this 2023. Keep it quiet. Keep it beady. That's you. <laughs> Say keep it beady. Keep it beady. <laughs> Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.